0: With us today is uh, the Honorable Carl Rowe. He was uh, Deputy uh, Chief of Staff to to, uh, to George W. Bush and uh, one smart guy in politics. Uh, Carl, welcome to the show, and uh, tell me, what's on your mind today?
1: Uh, what's on my mind is the upcoming primary season and uh, how it's shaping up. I'm, uh, this is going to be one of the more unpredictable elections, perhaps the most unpredictable election of our lifetime and it ain't going to just be the general election; it's going to be the primaries, primaries on both sides as well. There are lots of twists and turns that are available.
0: And uh, well, nobody really knows what's going to happen with uh, President Trump, and how many people are left in the uh, uh, in, in the uh, primaries.
1: Yeah, well, we've got two tiers of, of of people in the primaries. We've got President Trump, and then. Uh, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, and Vivek Ramaswamy, all of whom have qualified, those, all five of those have qualified to be in the next debate. Uh, now, President Trump is not going to participate in the debates like he hasn't participated in the others, but we have at least four people in that debate. Then there are other candidates like you know Doug Burgum and uh, Asa Hutchison and others who are still theoretically candidates, but having lost the ability to be on the debate stage, they've lost the principal way with, with which they can communicate nationally uh, between now and the Iowa caucuses. So it's unclear that the, how big a presence they will be at the polling places when on January 15th the Iowans turn out to caucus and eight days later New Hampshireites turn out to the polls.
0: Understood. Uh, and uh, the Democratic primaries. Is there a primary, or is it just uh, runaway uh, Biden?
1: Well, it's runaway Biden right now, but sure it remains runaway Biden because look, what's going to be really interesting. Is is first of all, uh, what happens in New Hampshire? They're they're now the, the Democrats are going to come out and vote uh, in on the on the twenty third, and. Uh, what's what's going to happen because you got dean phillips the congressman from minnesota the protest candidate and he's a way he's a convenient way for new hampshire democrats to say mr president we're upset we're upset either with your low ratings we're upset that you know that you're going to be our candidate in the general election and you're you know it looks like you could lose to to donald trump if he's the the republican nominee and absolutely will lose to the republican nominee if if it's somebody else and and we're we want to send a message sir that it's As much as we may love and respect you and appreciate you, we think that somebody other than you ought to be the nominee of our party. 82 is too old. And this is our chance to do it. And uh, we don't know exactly, you know... We saw how these polls went. We had some national polls that showed that he was losing in the battleground states to Donald Trump and losing to Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis by a lot in uh, in those early battleground states we now have national polls showing that that he that he either uh, is tied tied or slightly you know one or point two points ahead or one or two points behind Donald Trump but losing badly to other Republicans so Democrats are nervous, and we've seen it play out over the last couple of weeks. So to me, it's going to be interesting to see does, does, what happens if, if 25 or 30 percent of New Hampshire Democrats say, I'm voting for Dean Phillips because I want to send a message to the White House, we can do better. Will will people be, feel compelled to, to jump ship? And
0: then we've got Robert Kennedy and Joe Manchin.
1: Well, exactly, and we got we don't hey we it's it's not two it's not a duo we got a we got a, 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 a quartet because we've got Robert Kennedy, Cornell West, Jill Stein, and Joe Manchin, or if not Joe Manchin, then another candidate of the No Labels Party, and, and that could be a problem because think about this in 2016 only uh, you know six percent of the electorate voted for a third party candidate. But in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, the number of votes that Jill Stein as the Green Party candidate got was bigger than Hillary Clinton's losing margin. Jill Stein pulled from the left of the political spectrum, if she hadn't been on the ballot, in all likelihood most if not all of those votes would have gone to Hillary Clinton. And and in those three states which helped decide the election, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, More Jill Stein voters than Hillary Clinton lost to to Donald Trump by. 2020, only 2 percent, only 2 percent of the electorate votes for a third-party candidate. Guess what, though? In Arizona, Wisconsin, and Georgia, the Libertarian candidate got more votes than the margin by which Donald Trump lost to Joe Biden and with it lost the election. For an appointment or newbridgehealth dot org. Wow. Uh, so, you, so why, why we- isn't yes? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Cornell West and Jill Stein are likely to pull from Biden. Uh, the Libertarian, whom we don't know who it is, but is they're likely to pull from from uh, from the, the from the Republican nominee. And the question is, is it a small amount with a non-Trump or a big amount with Trump? But then you know we don't know where Robert Kennedy is going to pull from. Robert Kennedy. Uh, could pull pull from, um, you know, the left on the issue of the environment and climate and from the right on the issue of vaccines. And he's not going to necessarily be on the ballots. It's hard to get on the ballots. No labels has spent tens of millions of dollars to guarantee that they can put a candidate on, on every ballot in the country. They may get knocked off one or two of them, but they put together an effort that should get them on 50 state ballots and the District of Columbia. But... You know, how many ballots, How many states' ballots are Robert Kennedy and Cornell West, who are running as true independents, how many are they going to get on? And is the new labels party picked Joe Manchin, who would tend to be maybe a little bit more centrist Democrats he would pull? Or do they name a Republican, which would pull more from the Republican ranks? We, we don't know. But it's going to be – this is why this election is going to be so crazy, it's starting with it, that the majority of the American people don't want it to be Biden versus Trump.
0: That is uh, getting complicated. And, and why aren't they giving Robert Kennedy? I, I feel sorry for the guy. They're not giving him Secret Service protection.
1: Well, I don't know. Uh, he does have private security, but you're right. But, look, he's got to be, you know, he, he's not a candidate of the Democratic or Republican parties. He's an independent candidate. And, again, that, that kicks in a certain set of rules for general elections, not primaries. And, uh, you know, there there are there are rules that have been set in place for decades. And by by pulling out of the Democratic primary and saying I'm going to run as an independent, uh, you know, he he's going to have to meet that higher test, which is going to apply to the general election, not to this primary season.
0: Understood. Uh, Anything else you want to tell the American people?
1: Well, I wrote a piece this week in the Wall Street Journal. I hate to sound self-aggrandizing or self-promoting, but I I I thought it was an interesting point I wanted to make. And that is all of this hubbub about the November elections was, oh, look at all the ab- abortion swept the elections for the Democrats, you know, the, whether it was, uh, you know, the left-wing uh, publications like Vox or the Washington Post. Uh, you know, look at abortion. It swept the Democrats into, into victory in the elections in Virginia. And I'm, I'm thinking, look, the, the general theory is abortion wins independents and some Republicans to unite with Democrats in support of abortion rights. That's the fundamental theory. If that's the case then then if you look at Virginia you should find that the Democrats carried some red districts that is to say that by getting independents and republican defections they carried some districts that Donald Trump had carried that didn't happen there's not a single state house or state senate district in Virginia that the Democrats carried in the in the races for the legislature instead what happened is and look, that's a blue state, and it was recently redistricted. And if you're a blue state, Don, you know Donald Trump lost it to, to, to Joe Biden by more than ten points. The last time I think the Republicans carried the state was 2004 under Bush. It's t- it's gone to it's gone left and gotten more blue each election. The Republican candidates for the state Senate came up 21-19, the 19 Republicans, 21 Democrats, but the Republicans won four districts. That that Joe Biden won by between one and nine points. And no Democrat Senate candidate won a district carried by Donald Trump. In the House of Delegates, it's 51-49. And the Republicans won seven seats every district that Joe Biden won by 10 points or less the Republicans carried. So my point was to say, you know, look, in politics we like to simplify things, and sometimes there's a complexity that that overrides. I don't think that the abortion issue played that critical role in the outcome in Virginia. I think two things did. One is the state is a blue state, so when they redistricted the state, there were far more – Solidly democratic seats than Republican seats, and the Republicans had to win a lot of Democrat territory in order to take control of the legislature and The second thing is Governor youngkin was very popular and outlined a positive agenda for the state, so the Republicans were able, if you think about it, ten, 10 if you want to if, if Biden carried your district state House of Delegates district by ten points or less. You elected a Republican. Think about what would happen if, in 2024, every congressional district in America that Joe Biden won by between, uh, you know, 1% and 10% went Republican. We'd add 50 Republicans into the U.S. House of Representatives. So, Youngkin's popularity almost overcame the difficulty of winning in in a blue state. And pretty strong performance by Republican candidates there, despite all the talk that abortion was killing. Same thing happened in Kentucky. Think about it. Yeah. Kentucky reelected a governor, Democratic governor, who did a couple of good things. One is he had a good record in office. And second of all, he campaigned in a rural part of the state, southeast Kentucky. The Democrat used to be Democrat years ago, but had been ignored by Democrats. Very rural, a lot of coal and had voted Republican. He went down there and campaigned and got reelected. And people said, well, it was all because of abortion. Well, there were The the rest of the Republican statewide ticket, all of them strongly pro-life, including the attorney general candidate who's going to be filing lawsuits on these issues, they won by between 57 and 61%. The average winning margin for the rest of the Republican down-ballot ticket was 18 points. So if this magic abortion coalition emerged of Democrats, independents, and and defecting Republicans in order to defend abortion rights, why didn't it take down the rest of the Republican ticket that won and won handily? So, again, the issue has an impact. Don't get me wrong. And it's important to a lot of people on both the pro-life and pro-abortion sides. But my point was you shouldn't give it credit for things that it didn't deserve credit for.
0: Well, Carl Rove, Deputy Chief of Staff to President George W. Bush, thank you so much for bringing us uh, and all Americans up to date. And we'll catch up again real soon.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.